is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. That's right. And whether you're a regular caller or brand new, we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. As always, open lines and anything goes. Whatever's on your mind, we want to hear from you. And whatever your opinion is, we'll listen to it. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. I've got, uh, quickly before we go to the phones, just some of the bills being considered by the um, state legislature. One would ban gas lawn equipment. We've been reporting on that. Or gas or, you know, fossil fuel powered lawn equipment require everyone to start buying uh, the electric stuff uh requiring narcan in schools all schools would have to have narcan on hand what does that say about our society and by having that would be we'd be encouraging kids to do opioids i mean the the some of the opposition to say you know the um the you know there there's the uh, the shot that uh, what's the name of the virus that uh, can cause cervical cancer um, it's escaping me right offhand but uh, there's a vaccine uh, against it that has proved uh, to be very effective but some object to it saying you know then you're encouraging promiscuity among young people if you're offering them this uh, immunity to uh, a terrible illness but it seems kind of an odd. Odd argument, but uh, there we have it. Uh, installing speed cameras. Uh, there's a bill that uh, would require speed cameras on our highways. At least start the program. I mean, and I'm no, yeah, I'm not, I don't sit there and putter along right at the speed limit or below. <laughs> I had admit. I will, um, you know, uh, take a little liberty with the uh, speed limit on the freeway. But uh, would it be safer? Would it be a little bit more Pleasant if we knew there was always a speed camera watching you and could send you a ticket in the mail. Uh, just some thoughts as we get rolling here, but we want to hear yours. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. Let's start with uh, Michael in Linden today. Hi, Michael. Hey, how are you today, Joe? I'm doing well. I'm just kind of outraged. I think a lot of the other listeners might be as well by the attacks that we saw on our law enforcement officers in New York City by these illegal migrants. Okay. Are you familiar with uh, the story? Uh, you Did know, you I'm, the video? I, I haven't seen the video, no. But uh, migrants attacking law enforcement officers, okay. Yeah, there was five of them. And, of course, they're already out of jail, <laughs> as you might imagine. In a Democrat city, there's actually been a 15% increase on attacks on law enforcement officers in New York from 1850 to 2,235. So it's a 15% increase from 22 to 23. And now they're continuing, you know, to increase by these people. They're not even citizens. And there's, I just don't understand why anybody would complain about the remain in Mexico policy. Because the remain in Mexico policy allowed for these people to still have their asylum claims considered and adjudicated. And if it was found to be valid, they would be granted entry into the United States. But until that time, they would remain in Mexico. And I remember people saying that Trump would never be able to accomplish this, but he worked out a deal with the Mexican president to where, indeed, that's what happened. And the first thing Biden did when he got into all this, I know the Mexico was so that. happy to have all the, you know, those people. I mean, we don't, we don't want to have were. these squalor, well, these, these uh, sprawling uh, camp encampments here. Uh, but oh, but, Mexico says, oh is, yeah, let not? them, let them stay here. We're happy with that. Why not have them remain in Mexico? Okay. And you know, he said you either can do that or pay a twelve point five percent tariff. And they decided, yeah, we'll let them remain here in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Now, what does busing these people and flying these people all across America do? That's a lot of climate emissions, isn't it, Joe? Well, yes, but I, I, I don't... Wow. When, Unnecessary global warming. For what reason? When they could just okay. remain in Mexico. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you know, there, there's there been a, a compromise <laughs> bill that's been hammered out in the Senate, but it uh, sounds like House Republicans are going to block it, and, and uh, it Donald does. Trump is telling them not to pass it. 
uh, it, you'd think that uh, anything anything would be better than the status quo. And isn't that a place to start? Shouldn't they shouldn't they do something while they have an agreement to, uh, on a particular bill? Shouldn't shouldn't we move forward with that? And then, you know, the future is wide open. You can do whatever you want when you know when whoever gets in power after the next election, you can do whatever you want and increase the you know make it stricter. Do it you know? But shouldn't shouldn't something be done now? I mean, instead of just stonewalling this, it seems to me that nobody really wants to do anything about this, including the people who have been complaining the loudest. But Democrats are simply trying to import foreign nationals. Could vote in our election. Right. It's yeah, I've that heard that simple. for years. Indigent yeah. people, they promise them free stuff, mm-hmm. vote Democrat, and here you go. And okay. that's why they didn't want them to remain in Mexico. And they started okay. bringing them into our cities. And now the cities are overwhelmed and they, they can't afford the services. And okay. there's attacks on law enforcement and people are getting raped. And there's all oh, kinds of golly. problems that oh, are, again, boy. caused yeah. by our own government for some reason. And, when, and natural-born Americans never attack law enforcement, do they? I, I don't recall that ever happening. But anyway, I'm, I'm being facetious, Michael. But thanks for your we call. Don't need a, that's uh, what the 15% increase is from, Joe. What's that? We don't need more. That's okay. why there's a 15% increase in attacks on law enforcement. And I don't think we need more of that. I think we need less. I don't know that it's because of uh, immigration, but all right, Michael, we'll leave it at that. I've, I've had my say on that. Well, let's, uh, let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How's it going today? Doing all right. What's What's on your plate today? Well, I'd like to add something, a couple things. Uh, I don't feel a lot of issues. I do feel a lot of issues are not that easy for uh, to come up with solutions, but you should still try anyway, because like uh, the band Rush said, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Uh, as far as the uh, border, I would remind this is more of a polemical statement, you know, because I know Michael comes in strongly on the right uh, quite often on this, but uh, there was a, a book I had about Barack Obama, and we do know that 9-11 happened uh, on 2001, and then we cracked down on all sorts of things. And, but one thing we didn't crack down on the, was the southern border. And Lynn Din, uh, who's not no longer, he's no longer a really great guy, I, I've mentioned him before, but he has an essay in there in 2011. Uh, it says that the borders are porous for a reason not out of charity or ineptness because it's good for, you know, what else? Cheap labor business. So, uh, and so if, if we were so concerned about terrorism and open borders now, why weren't we so then when the, now there's a critical mass being built up? And I think that, the you know, it still is going to be run like uh, not so good for these uh, newcomers. But, you know, I, I, I'll be on that. I don't have a real solution other than, uh, root causes that are uh, we promote right-wing governments in foreign countries, and the the climate is also driving people. It's going on in Europe too. You've you've heard about all the people drowning in the Mediterranean, right. trying to get trying to get through uh, because they can no longer feed themselves on the land that they used to do. So uh, those are my statements. I would I just want to add something. I just had a very good experience with uh, my. Fortunately, I. Uh, have medical care, which comes from Social Security, uh, mm-hmm. disability. I, I'm almost to a retirement age. Uh, and I had a very good experience. It was a necessary uh, situation for a medical procedure. I won't mention anything else. But the people around me at the hospital, uh, you know, up at St. Joe's and in the clinic, I had to, you know, work on it. And it was not done by my own fault. I didn't cause this particular malady. Okay. Uh, and uh, I just said I had a wonderful experience. There's some great people. And like I said before, I don't want to bring up Joseph Stahl all the time, but he did say that not everyone has to make the same amount under communism. And I'm not necessarily a communist. I'm kind of an eco-socialist, okay. if that makes any difference. But uh, I think I said this uh, to you before I knew what this condition was, that I think the doctors and certain other professionals should make a good living, you know, because they have to go through a lot of training. It's it's very skill-oriented, and uh, they probably have to pay a lot to go through to, to get the training. And I think we should reward. If we're going to reward people with more, we should be discerning about it, not just say, you know, hedge fund managers just make off with a billion here just for managing money, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, okay. And yeah. I do recall Albert Einstein, he uh, said one time, 
that uh, imagination is more important than uh, knowledge. So I think they're both important, but I think we should use our imaginations on trying to figure out how to run our society uh, rather than just accept uh, pablum or, you know, the latest opinion. And Albert Einstein never really made a lot of money either, and he was probably the greatest genius that we've ever known. So Uh, uh, those are my comments. All Uh, All right, Jim. Well, I appreciate so, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and good thoughts. I think Albert Einstein probably was the the greatest genius that we do know about. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of great geniuses that never get quite the. Uh, and I'm not disparaging him or or what he brought to the world to the to the human uh, existence. But um, I, I'm sure there are many who aren't nearly as um, uh, widely sung as uh, as Albert Einstein, but who are. Uh, incredibly incredibly intelligent and uh and do a lot as well but thanks jim appreciate it let's go to rich in ferndale hi rich how's it going joe doing well yeah michael doesn't realize that you wouldn't know about that uh migrant speeding the police because that's not on cnn or msnbc and if it is it's back page you'd have to google it and it'd be like the 20th result and so there's a lot of uh, well, i found a thing on it, it there for for young migrants okay all right yeah, yeah. So that's that's so, why it wasn't like a mob of migrants news. that were attacking police. But anyway, let go ahead. But anyway, so that that isn't it something our Secretary of Defense doesn't have the wherewithal to report that he's going to be absent from work. It makes me worry about if we were in a war situation, if we've got high level people that are that incompetent. It's just kind of a kind of a scary thing. And he's apologizing on the news and all this, and even played the race card and mentioned that it's worse for him because. The black community is like it was just kind of a sad day to somebody in power that is so worried about their vanity and their situation that the high level of their job didn't even enter into their mind at the time. Okay, but that's what we have today. That's our that's our people. It's uh, kind of sad. So okay, so this is a a a big big bar lower than what we've had in the previously. I I don't know why. Donald Rumsfeld saying, you know, you, you go to war with what you got, not with what you wish you had and stuff like that and Abu so Ghraib and all that. I Joe, mean, come on. Joe. I mean, there have been Joe, all kinds of oh mistakes made in, in our, you know, in the history of our military. But anyway. If the Secretary of Defense vaporizes for three or four days, that is that is a big deal, Joe. Okay. That is, he's a high-level military person, has to make decisions. And no, we don't know when those decisions come over his desk. They could be random any time, and he doesn't have the wherewithal. I mean, the news story should be shocking to everybody that, you know, you don't take your job seriously if you're worried about yourself ahead of a very important... Is that not a very important job, or is it a nothing job, Joe? Well, I'd Maybe say it's quite me. important, certainly, yeah. But So shouldn't you right. be thinking about your important job pretty much every waking moment, at least be somewhat cognizant of it? Like it's important, yeah, you know, I'm going to be I out guess... of commission for a while, I better tell somebody. I mean... Okay. That shows well, you I'll, that that man I'll, is not competent for the job at all. All right, 100% I'll, I'll, not competent. I'll, I'll let you. I'll I'll let, let that go. I haven't lost any yeah. sleep over. Uh, of course uh, not, Joe. You don't lose sleep over anything bad. You love bad things. <laughs> it's do. crazy. Obviously, yeah, I do. do. I just I I just enjoy them. You do. I just you like revel in you that. Like revel in the drug. bad. Yeah. Hey, doing drugs is great if you want to do it. Oh, no for problem. goodness' sake! All right, Rich. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 I'm just all right. Well, we'll resume our conversation tomorrow. Quick break. Back with more. We got, uh, oh, heck, we got John, Bruce, Robert on the line. We'll get you in there, too. Whatever's on your mind, even if you want to, you know, chide me for loving the bad and, uh, you know, <laughs> hating the good. We'll be back in just a moment. 360-676-5464. Want to wager on your favorite winners? Now you can at the only sportsbook north of Snohomish County. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, you can get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit the Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar to place your bets. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. 
visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. KGMI invites you to join Deanna Haraluck on the adventure of a lifetime this summer with Bel Air Tours. The Cape Cod and the Islands Tour takes place June 1st through the 7th within the sandy shores and historic neighborhoods of New England. Learn more at our upcoming info nights, Monday, February 12th at the Ferndale Library and on Monday, February 19th at Jalapenos in Barclay Village. Dive into an illustrious chapter of our nation's history this summer on KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour. Details at MyBellinghamNow.com. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. All right, and let's go right back to the phones. John in Ferndale. Hey, John. Joe, my friend, I remember the conversation that you had with the grieving mothers of fentanyl death. Uh, You know, their their teenagers had had died. Was that like about a year ago? Yeah, a little I mean, more than I've that, never, I think. I've yeah. I've never heard you advocate for anyone, like, even, like, using legalized weed or drinking to excess. You know, you you have to—the thing is—and and, and Rich says that I'm angry. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, uh, Senator uh, Michael from, from Linden was talking about immigration. Uh, in, in Oklahoma, the senator that wrote the this harsh— immigration bill, right? But it's like, hey, Biden says, you're right. It's time to close the border. And we also need to get a bunch of judges to get these cases rolling. We need not only remain in Mexico if they can, but also remain in their own country, which would have been nice. But that was one of the things that our former President Trump cut the funding for was for aid programs to keep them in their own country, to help them fight crime and, you know, get, you know, uh, fight drought and all that stuff but that's all you know it, climate change is going to drive the ball up here anyway wow. and there's nothing we can do like i just saw a thing where the siberian uh, uh tundra is erupting in explosions from underground methane and that's the key mm-hmm. that the scientists uh, have always been saying now it's a runaway greenhouse effect but <laughs> besides that I wanted to chide you. I'll chide you too, Joe. Okay. How dare you? How dare dare you? I heard you talking about yesterday about vinyl records, and you said, I couldn't wait to get to Tower Records and buy it and then rip the shrink wrap off. Uh huh. Did Did you, when you met your wife, did you, when you met your wife, did you bonk her over the head uh, with a big stick and drag her back to your cave? (laughs) <laughs> you, you carefully take a razor blade. And you carefully no, cut your the fingernail, side, and, and you then you tear the it to protect you, the No, you left the shrink wrap on. Philistine, because <laughs> <laughs> the a theory that I heard, and maybe it's just bunk, but was that the shrink wrap could, if you if your your records were in like a hot environment, that the shrink wrap could stre- could 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 shrink more. And could put pressure on the record and, and warp it. So I was always a little paranoid about that. But I know what you're saying. If you want to preserve the album cover, I guess you keep that shrink wrap on. But you know, but then well, after you you're know, playing the record, uh, it starts to tear and it gets all weird. And after listening <laughs> to your reasoned uh, 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 argument about the shrink wrap, I I will reconsider. But no, okay. yeah, uh, people, it just it amazes me. People <laughs> want to go back to vinyl. Yeah. I mean, you play it one time, and then you play the second time, and, oh, there's a scratch. There's a pop. You know, uh, yeah, I, 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 love, I love CDs. I still have a ton of them. Uh-huh. But, you you know, I, I love being able to just – I listen to all kinds of music now that I could never afford because, yeah. you, you know, you can't buy every album that's, that's out there. And a lot True. of them it just has yeah. one-hit wonders. Um, but I was going to talk about Ukraine. Our good friend uh, and new caller, Ginger, was making a comparison, and I think that the comparison between Ukraine and Vietnam is completely um, not there. It's, it's not, not valid at all. Our forces are not involved 
in Ukraine. We're, we're right, sending them right. arms be, mm-hmm. be, be, because we, you know, we object to, like, one of the things that the Wagner Group does. They're the mercenaries. They're, they're also operating in Africa, and they've taught the African uh, militants how to, you know, to, to do this awful thing where they they will cut off breasts of oh. the, of. Their, their their victims after they're done raping them. Oh, you know, they, they okay. I mean, the Ukrainian well, people don't want to be murdered. Right. They don't want to be murdered. And they, 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 they know how, what, what Russia did in Chechnya, right? Where, I mean, they leveled everything and, you know, they, they just, they just want to live. And, and it, I just don't understand. Like, like when we were in Vietnam, we were there for, for for various reasons that included capitalism and Coca-Cola and whatever, and we didn't want the dominoes to fall. But here, this is completely different. I mean, if you want to make a comparison between Vietnam, well, Afghanistan and Iraq, right there. But this is not that. This is not that. And, and, and I just don't see... The, the thing is, Trump is friends with Putin, and he has made a deal to sell out Ukraine for whatever reason, and we cannot let it happen because... Okay. We don't okay, fight John. them now. If we don't fight them now, we'll be fighting them in the future in Europe. Well, there, there's and, a good and, chance of that. I mean, I, I and the you know Trump recent, wants out of NATO. Recent recent news stories say that uh, you know these other NATO countries that border Russia or are in that vicinity are concerned that uh, depending on what happens in Ukraine, that uh, they could be the next uh, next domino to fall, or at least to be attacked by uh, by Putin. You know, and it seems odd to me that many of the, and I'm talking about Republicans in Congress that are uh, opposed to continuing support for Ukraine, and yet many of them are, they aren't willing to give up an inch to to migrants at our, our southern border. I mean, protect our border, protect our sovereignty at all costs, and yet saying that Ukraine should basically just roll over and let Putin take what he wants, and I'm just saying. Uh, but, John, thanks for your call. Real quick, let's go to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I want to comment quickly on uh, the razor wire okay. issue. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, I I personally agree with uh, the governor of uh, Texas. I think it's a smart thing to do. If the government won't take care of you, do what you got to do. But I was trying to think of a comparison, and after the January 6th protest— there was razor wire put up around the Capitol, and the government did it okay. to protect our from our own citizens, and yet people coming into this country illegally, they want the razor wire down. Okay. I, I, I don't understand it. Well... Um, I guess. I mean, think, think fast now. All right, all right. Uh, and I, I don't. Was there actual razor wire put up around the 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 Capitol? You bet. Okay. You bet. All right. Well, the Capitol had been attacked uh, very quite violently, and uh, police were attacked and beaten, and um, so I suppose they didn't People want that to happen again. I understand. People were shot and killed. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, on the other hand, I mean. I, I, you know, the government won us, uh, and I, I, razor wire, what have you. I don't know. The, uh, my point was that the Supreme Court has made this decision that the the federal government can remove the razor wire, and yeah, um, but and the government and, made and, it an issue. Well, be, if the government was doing their job, there wouldn't be any razor wire needed. But what? How would the government do, be doing its job? Because these are people who are coming; they're not. Uh, they're not being brought in by the government. They are coming to our to our border. I mean, it's yeah, it's something and they're, that's and they're happening walking that, right across. They aren't going to ports of entry. Right, right. It, it is not an organized immigration. Well, it's that's quite. That's quite evident. Sure. Uh huh. All right. Okay, Bruce. Thank, thank you. All right. Well, let's have razor wire everywhere, I guess, then. Uh, I mean, okay. Quick break. Back with more. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. We got Robert, Tim, and Jack on the line. We'll squeeze you in, too. Hello, folks. This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham, and I would like to invite you to join me every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. right here on KGMI for the Aging Hour. 
If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probates, wills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. and we can show you how to set your family up for success. Get informed and inspired with Saturday Morning Live on KGMI. Join a group of knowledgeable hosts as they present a variety of guests and viewpoints on issues important to our area and to you and your family. Sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC at Linden Sheet Metal each Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham. Streaming live at mybellinghamnow.com. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellis, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. So I did look, uh, yeah, there was razor wire for a time put up around the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol, after the uh, January 6th insurrection, but then uh, was up for about... A little over 70 days, so a little over a couple of months, you know, two and a half months or so. But then they took it down, so maybe that's uh, because what I've been reading is that the number of migrants then uh, have been crossing in this area where the Texas government put up razor wire has been decreasing and is uh, much lower than it had been at, at its height. And that was just, uh, in, you know, in December. But and it's a it's an issue that we need to deal with. I don't know that it's this existential threat to our nation. I mean, we've been talking about how long have we been talking about illegal immigration? As long as I can remember. But let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. I got two quick things. One is the I got to thinking that for inclusiveness to the county, maybe for the website, maybe they could have called it mynorthwestwashington.com. Well, there's a Northwest, I don't know, my Northwest uh, or something like that. My Northwest in Seattle, I think. Yeah, Burns Cairo. So this one would be my Northwest Washington, I guess. But Bellingham's good enough for me. Okay. All right. We talked about that a bit yesterday. Our new website is mybellinghamnow.com. So just so everyone knows. And then the other thing I was think, thinking of is, you know, a lot of people are upset with all the migrants at our border. And that part of the problem is that there's so many areas of the world where there's trouble. So it, it would be nicer if we lived in a world where there wasn't as much violence and oppression and so forth. And I long for the days in the late 19, in the 1990s when, when the Soviet Union was reforming because they were even opening up to gay rights a little bit, and they were opening up to freedom of speech, and they had McDonald's there, and they were inviting Americans in, and they were trying to reform, but I think part of the problem was people were pushing it too quickly, maybe, and, they, you know, they were one country, and they have an infrastructure, power grids and all of that, pipelines that connect all, because they'd been a industrialized country for a long time, and uh, Gorbachev actually tried to keep 
the Baltic republics from leaving. Mm-hmm. He went up and talked to them because I think a, a gradual reform would have been better. And then in the long run, you know, maybe the republics would leave, but, but things kind of fell apart. And then with the terrorism, the Chesnian things, uh, the problems, they have bombings in Moscow and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like when societies fall apart, then people get scared. And Putin probably had a lot of stress dealing with all that when he got into power. And now he's like a, a Nazi himself. He's gotten really bad. So I'm definitely on the side of Ukraine, but I'm kind of sad that we had an open period when we were trying to help Russia and it could have become more open. And I think what, you know, like I sometimes notice that countries that don't respect gay rights, it's kind of a litmus test that I use. They usually aren't very democratic. They're like Iran or some of those countries like Uganda and so forth that are real prejudice. And Russia was beginning to open up, but as soon as they started to crack down on that, that was before the Olympics in Sochi, and there was calls to boycott from gay rights organizations the Olympics, and Obama compromised, which is I don't blame him for doing this, and he sent quite a few openly gay delegates to our contingent that was in Mm. watching the Olympics, but they didn't cancel our participation in the Olympics because a lot of athletes had been counting on being in the Olympics for a long time. But right after that, when the publicity cameras went away and Putin went back to Moscow, then sure enough, they invade Crimea and And now, you know, it's just gotten worse and worse. And they've got, you know, they're a religious oligarchy now. They've got that uh, religious guy that's saying that they don't like Western sin and all of that. And sure enough, here we got war there now. Well, I think you make a good point that uh, that instability um, left uh, probably the the population reeling and feeling, you know, vulnerable. And and that's when someone uh, strong, a a strong man like Putin, uh, gets an in with people and... uh, and gets their is able to get more support than may, he maybe had would have uh, gained otherwise. But uh, talking about you know these nationalist themes and uh, and you know the strength of Russia and the, its history and pulling together as one nation and and then and, and you know and all these moral overtones and everything as well. But thanks, Robert. Appreciate your thoughts. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Hey, Joe. I hope you're having a good day. Oh, yeah. Heck, hey, yeah. I uh, I want to make a couple quick points, if I can. Hey. And uh, earlier in the week, pretty early in the week, I, you had made a comment and said, well, we're up here in the Northwest, and we really don't know what's going on exactly at the border. Okay. Well, and, I said none, none of us have been there and seen it with our own eyes, I guess. But, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of film footage that you can see what's going on at the border. And yet I've heard you talk passionate about how we've all seen what happened on January 6th. Okay. And I just find that you weren't there and you didn't see it with your own eyes. So... I find that a little hypocritical. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, okay. Uh, you can have, you, I'll leave you with that. You can have that. But uh, I think and then, when we're talking about the U.S. Capitol, where it's pretty, it's, it's one site, it's one building, and you can see the mobs of people attacking the building and uh, whatnot. And uh, so it's pretty, pretty plain what happened. I, I don't know that. Okay. And, and, uh, okay. Can I make one more point? Sure. Uh, and, and I'll leave you, as you like to say, I'll leave you with that. Okay. But, uh, you know, the other day, it could have been yesterday, and you said you were reading the definition of equity mm-hmm. out of the dictionary. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that's fair. I really do. Okay. And I think some of these words are being hijacked to make a different uh meaning out of them. And I want to give you one example of a different word. And first of all, I'll make it perfectly clear that I believe racism exists. Okay. I've seen it here in Bellingham. I've seen it plenty in my life. But when these people start saying systemic racism, 
And I'm going to give you my example of what my meaning, which I think is pretty much a dictionary meaning. I grow a lot of vegetables, okay? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've tried numerous ways to control aphids. And, and they're, they're topicals. There's neem oil you can spray on them. And there's soap and water that you can spray on them. The only thing that I've found that works is a systemic treatment. And it's a granule of powder that you sprinkle on the ground, and then you let you water it and you let it get into the plant. Okay. And every fiber of that plant is treated, and if those aphids attack it, they're gone. They're done. I don't think that racism is in every fiber of our society. And if you think I'm wrong, I'll say, Joe, are you racist? I. I mean, who knows? I mean, I've I've been uh, with, you know, I've grown up, I've uh, worked with people of all different races. I don't consider myself to be, but I think I have grown up in a society that obviously has come. When I was a kid, I grew up in a small town in the upper Midwest, and our town, had, I don't remember which um, which civic group, but one of the civic groups every year would put on a minstrel show. And I remember very vividly when I was little, I was, I was really young, but uh, they put on a minstrel show and the whole thing with blackface and all that, because we didn't have any black residents in the town I grew up in. And, um, and, and that was just one example of how that sense. And I'm obviously our, our society has changed. It's matured. It's, it's come to understand that things like that aren't acceptable. Uh, but, you know, you looked at just a few decades ago, we see the, the pictures pop up every once in a while from people who have gained prominence in our society and they were wearing blackface at parties and things like that. They've, they've, uh, they've evolved and they've changed their attitudes about race and their understanding of what's, um, you know, what's proper and what's, uh, you know, what is right and how to conduct yourself. Um, and so our, our society has evolved and it has matured in that respect, but I believe that it's not completely, and just to say systemic does not mean every, absolutely every fiber of every part of our society is inherently racist. It's just the overall, the overall system that, that we are still working uh, out of has, you know, was founded on one group, white males being dominant and really controlling everything and and the whole system was built around them and their interests i i don't know well, you know and i'm talking about for generations and i'm saying but in recent generations we've made a long a lot of progress to get away from that but i don't think it's completely gone and um and as a white person as a white male in this country i'm not really one that can speak to or can really make that judgment call because I haven't experienced what uh, what a minority person has experienced in this country, and um, to say that I uh, that I I just I can't say, hey, it, you know, America is not a racist country for you. What why, why are you so worried about? What are you, why are you upset about it? What what's the problem? I I, I don't. Well, th- I'll admit, Joe, that that I did not look up the the definition of systemic. Okay. That's what. I'm just I'm just going by well, you know. I appreciate your I've, yeah. what I've always learned, and I I know plenty of people, and and I can tell you myself that I don't care who they are or what color skin they were, whatever the situation was, I'd treat them as a human being, uh-huh. not as a black person, not as a white person, not as a Native American person, not as anything but a person. Uh huh. Well, I, and I, I believe that and I trust that. And I, I appreciate your point too about uh, that you're making about this and that, and, and I, and I think it's an important point that it doesn't, that we, we can't just, just say, you know, America, every, every aspect of our country is, is just steeped in racism. I, you know, I don't believe that, but I believe that there are obstacles still to people of, of uh, minority races in our country. Um, and they're, I didn't they're not say as, that. And they're not as, they're not as steep. The, the hills that to climb aren't as steep as they were at one time, but I think they still exist to one degree or another and in different areas of our, of our society. But 
That's okay, just... good conversation. I'll let someone else talk. All right, Tim. Thanks for calling. Okay. It, it is yeah. a good conversation. Thanks. And we'll take a quick break. I got two and a half minutes. We'll get to Jack in Bellevue. Doug is on the line, and we'll hear from you hopefully. We'll have time to take your call here on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh, yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me. Makes me cry. What are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed. Early bird special, only $49.99. That's right. Weight loss seminar, Friday, February 23rd at the Holiday Inn and Suites Bellingham at 5.30. Stop smoking seminar at 8 p.m. with registration 30 minutes prior to each session. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. This week with PNW Perks, Cucumber Skin Lounge is helping you look and feel fresher than ever. Get a $200 gift certificate for just $100 at pnwperks.com. Cucumber Skin Lounge's licensed estheticians and certified medical providers. No true beauty comes from being comfortable in your own skin, and they want to help you get there. With February savings, you'll absolutely love. Never been in before? Here's something else you'll love. Cucumber Skin Lounge offers free consultations. Call or schedule online today. And this February, Pucker up now through february 29th buy a full syringe of lip filler and get a free lip flip less lines lush lips ooh la la book your complimentary consultation today at cucumber skin lounge your premier medical spa follow on instagram at cucumber skin lounge official located in bellingham's bakerview square in bellevue seattle and online at cucumberskinlounge.com that's cucumber spelled with a k thursday at 8 a.m spend a hundred dollars and get two hundred dollars to spend on cucumber skin lounge services only at pn wperks.com We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464 That we are and Jack in Bellevue's been holding on. Hi Jack. Hello there. Got some Hey, so I got to thinking. Okay. I can forgive I can forgive John and Ferndale for being a Democrat. I can forgive John and Denver or uh, John and Ferndale for all that stuff. Okay. I mean, we're all wrong half the time, anyhow. <laughs> but when he started touting the greatness of a compact disc, no, 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 no. That's like chewing tobacco, eating Oreos, getting ready to go to the dentist. It just don't work. <laughs> <laughs> so right? you're a you're a vinyl keep... guy. You're an analog guy. A- a- analog, because that's the way your ear hears. If you look at sound waves, they hear in a nice, smooth deal. Digital is straight line and just doesn't work. But, uh, no, I I would love to do vinyl whenever I can, but I prefer to do reel-to-reel. The problem is you got to get it custom recorded at that point. But my challenge to John is to listen to Merle Haggard, who he's talked about twice, sing me back home on vinyl, and then listen to it on compact disc compact disc might make you weep or cry but if you listen to it on vinyl it'll make you weep uh-huh okay big, big big difference between getting dusty and actually just sobbing and that's and that's the difference that vinyl will do it'll move you because you can hear all the little timbers inside the voice the little the the non-intentional vibrato as they change and climb up the scale. Uh-huh. Well, I've had this and conversation with my wife because she was always, she was totally into records and we got boxes and boxes of records at home. And uh, she was always insisted that vinyl records were much better than, than CDs. I was always on the CD side because I, 
it always drove me crazy to have skips or pops or what have you, but, and dealing with, you, the, you know, right? dealing with the, like, you, you probably, and maybe you still have like the dish, disc washer, you know, that it's the wooden block that had the, the, the black felt pad on the bottom. Then you put the liquid along the one side of it to, and, you know, roll it on your record as it tw- went on the Come on, table. I wasn't, I wasn't rich, Joe, but I, w- I did grow <laughs> up in the sixties and seventies. We wore that kind of crap. So all those holsters <laughs> ended up in the rag drawer and that's what we used to clean our records. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Old underwear. <laughs> no, we did. I, I never had velvet underwear, oh, but I okay. did have a couple okay. of velvet shirts that were just horrible. <laughs> okay. All righty. All right, Jack. Well, I'll mark you up for, uh, for, uh, Pearl Records. Yeah. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have a listening party sometime. Thanks, Jack. Uh, let's go to Doug in Bellingham. Hi, Doug. Hey, Joe. Thank you for uh, <clears throat> receiving my call. And you bet. I, I hear once again that you're willing to listen to folks on both the right and the left, and I I appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, as far as music, uh, I, I enjoy the music of walking in, in nature, walking in the forest. Uh, it's it's live, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I take it in with my eyes as well, so it's in color. And and really, I think that's the way life is. That when we allow ourselves to listen to life as it is, um, that's true. That's real. And, uh, yes, it's difficult. Uh, I mean, we live right now in a world that's full of violence, uh, both violence towards other people and, and violence towards oneself. <laughs> And the question always becomes, how do we get out of this violence, this violence towards ourselves and violence towards others? And the only solution I've ever come up with uh, is, is fasting and crying. Okay. And fasting, yes, it usually means food. Uh, that's traditionally what uh, fasting is, is fasting from some food, which, yes, fasting and crying from some food that I'm misusing or overeating is good. Uh, but one can fast from anything. Uh, one can fast from any addiction whether it's a uh, sex addiction or money addiction or, or an addiction to violence, um, one can fast from anything and, and allow the tears to come out. And what I found is um, I get a lot more serenity that way. And I truly believe that the human family will reach world peace, that eventually we'll get there. And fasting and crying is going to be one of the things that we're going to need to do to get there is, is, uh, is allow ourselves to feel whatever pain or fear we're in, and instead of trying to suppress those tears and suppress that fear, allowing ourselves to feel it um, so that it becomes, so that we're realizing uh, we're connected to life as it really is. Okay. Any time we use anything artificial to try and suppress our emotions, it keeps us in a state of either violence towards others or violence towards ourselves. Okay. All right, Doug. Well, um, I, I guess in how you go about fasting and all that stuff. I, I've, I, I know I've dieted. I've never fasted per se. And I, I understand what you're saying. I think if you're doing anything uh, to excess, it's good to not do it in excess and maybe take, take a step back. I don't know that, that we have to totally abstain from something or from a particular thing to improve ourselves, unless it is something that is causing you problems in your life, like a, like an addiction or a, a substance or or something else that uh, that is driving you to uh, to do ill to either to yourself to others or or both. But um, all right, thanks, Doug. Let's go to Brandon in Everson. Hi, Brandon. Uh, greetings, Joe. How are you today? Good, good. What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to chat about uh, rent control because I'm seeing a lot of uh, legislation going up about uh, rent control, and it seems like. Uh, landlords are getting attacked um that you know it's like oh landlords are raising their rents or they're increasing their prices everything's going you know up Mm -hmm. well a lot of those costs come from uh taxes and insurance and if we're looking at you know trying to control that then maybe we should start controlling you know how much the uh the states and stuff can actually tax property tax, put a you know maximum on that uh-huh. instead of saying, oh, landlords, you know, you can only raise your rent five or ten percent. Uh-huh. Why do they have to take up the cost when when you know like a lot of these uh, these costs that come up is is based on you know, taxes and insurance 
and, uh, you know, smaller other costs that come up. But, you know, landlords get hit, and then they have to pass that on. Yeah. So it's, it's one way or the other to say, okay, why does the landlord get hit, but the tenant can't get hit? You know, if that's not okay, you know, it's got to be equalized out. Okay, well, rents are going up because we got hit. You know, yeah. like this is the cost of what it is. I was talking to a friend recently who who was a longtime landlord, a property owner, and uh, he told me about what he's had had dealt with, and and then with the pandemic rules and how difficult it was to to get you know just to make make it ends meet, and it isn't easy on either party. I I would agree that um, no, that's, it's not. Yeah, that's not. I don't think all landlords are monsters. There are good and bad, but um, but I think uh, they're just trying to get by as well. But um, all right, Brandon. Oh, yeah, the majority. Yeah, the majority of them are, you know, really good people. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it's unfortunate that you have to go to that extreme to say, okay, hey, landlords can only do so much. You know, we're regulating this portion. Yeah. But they just stepped up and said, hey, you know what? We're going to regulate how much we can only increase house prices on taxes and and such. That would that would significantly change the tenants' out- outlook, right? And then we're not then we're not hurting the tenants as well. Uh huh. All right. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate your thoughts. Okay. And real quick, uh, Eric, out in the county, we got about a minute. Go ahead. Hi, Joe. Well, listen, when you talked to Michael and Lyndon today, you said you were being facetious, but that isn't what I heard. Um, uh, I heard sarcasm and sort of sort of sarcasm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it sounded real snarky to me. Okay. My, my like response to Michael? I like, it, okay. I like it better when you're being straight with the callers. Okay. The editorial muttering under your breath, uh, it doesn't add to the program. Okay. Well, I'll take so that that's, criticism. That's my and, comment. All right. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. And that's fine. I, you know, I'll, I'll take that to heart. I think it's important to be called out if, I, you know, if I'm not being fair. Because that's my, my goal is to at least be fair, not always to agree or ever agree necessarily with anybody but but I do want to be fair and um, and uh, and understanding and I think I think Michael and I have a pretty good relationship but uh, and we can we can joke with each other but uh, I'll take it to heart uh, Lou I'm sorry I didn't get to Lou and Lyndon well give us a call back tomorrow we'll get to your call and your thoughts and uh, and you as well here on KGMI connects that's all the time we have today hope you have a great rest of your Thursday.